Hello again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American, and I have to admit right out of the gate that I am a little fatigued. I'm tired. I'm borderline exhausted. And it really doesn't have anything to do with uh, physical. I mean, I just finished a workout, but that has nothing to do with it. I'm, you're never tired after you finish a workout, or you shouldn't be. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is I can't continue to deal with what's coming at me. I guess that's maybe the, the, the best way to put it. Um, I have been in uh, political news. I've been a writer and editor for almost four years now, and I was a writer and editor in other venues before that for nearly 15 years. Um, so news is something that just comes naturally to me. I, I check the news every morning. I, again, that's mostly for work, but I'd probably do it even if I didn't have that job. Um, and I also, of course, I, I do this podcast, so I sort of have to know what's going on. Um, I, I will say that if I didn't have to do either one of those things, my reaction to all of this instead of, well, it started out as sort of annoyance and frustration and uh, you know, a little bit of anger. And that has you know, it, it amped up all of that sort of increased and increased and increased, especially in, in recent months throughout most of 2020. And now uh, I guess you reach sort of a, a tipping point. And for some people that tipping point, they just, they, that's it. They just get very hostile and very angry and just flip out on everybody. And I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen on social media. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are you're looking at gun sales increasing dramatically. I think in June there was a massive spike, maybe the biggest spike in, I don't know, decades or something, uh, which is not a good sign. I didn't, I'm not saying I'm not for the Second Amendment. I have my reservations about exactly how it's worded and all that, but I do believe in that freedom. My point is that when you see a lot of people doing that, there's, that means there's trouble. That means there's a problem. That means people are reacting. They're afraid. Uh, that's really the, the, the bottom line and fear is taking hold. And I'm a little worried about what the next step is going to be. Now, I, I, I hear all the time, this is all you ever hear from the left is how they feel, what they're feeling here, what they're feeling. Oh, feelings is all they care about. Feeling is an emotion is all they do. They've stopped using their brains. We know that we knew that a long time ago. Our entire education system is now based on emotion and feeling. Our political system, well, the, the left political system is based on emotion. That's all they care about. That's what political correctness is. Has nothing to do with logic or reason or intelligence. Not a thing. Has everything to do with feelings. That's all it is. We're regressing in that way. They want us to regress. They want us to go backwards. It's de-evolution. They don't want us to think anymore. They just want us to feel like an animal. And... You, I, I've always I've said this in the past. You notice in the vernacular, uh, they will say now everyone starts sentences with "I feel," "I feel this," "I feel that," "I feel" constantly everywhere. It's all over the place. It used to be when I was growing up, it was "I think." When I was in high school and college, everyone sort of began with "I think." Now, granted, it's a filler. It's sort of the way to start a sentence. It sometimes is not to be t meant to be taken literally. However, I do believe it's significant. That shift, that one word shift is significant. Okay? If that's all they care about, and all they care about is how they feel, all they care about is how minorities feel, all they care about is how the so-called oppressed feels, well, how about this? How about they take a listen to how I feel? I don't 
don't normally do that. I use my brain. I take what I see and I think about it and I reason and I, you know, I consider the ups and downs and, and sometimes I emerge with different conclusions than right-wingers. Sometimes I emerge uh, somewhere in the middle. Sometimes I just can't stand the left. It, it really depends. That's why I'm an independent. That I'm not necessarily a centrist. I certainly lean farther right these days just because of the insanity on the left. However, I will always remain independent because I don't jive 100% with the, the conservative uh, viewpoint or the libertarian. I'm sort of a, a blend of the two. Um, but I should, I still, I'm still allowed to feel, right? So if you care about everybody, if your whole kumbaya thing is about everybody, as you claim, and equality is your goal, as you claim, Democrats, then you should care what I feel, right? Well, here we go. How do I feel? Well, so far in 2020, you can laugh at me all you want. I feel marginalized. I feel oppressed. I feel shouted down. I feel silenced. I feel insulted. I feel all of these things on a daily basis. Now, why? I didn't used to. Am I supposed to? Is this like a penance? Am I supposed to feel this way because, oh, it's somehow magically all my fault? Uh, is this the white privilege thing kicking in? What, what is it? I feel this way because I know the true state of affairs and I feel it weighing on me. If I lost my job, getting another one would prove to be very difficult. I know I've done this. Why? Because when you are in competition for certain jobs with especially larger companies who put an emphasis on quote-unquote diversity and equality, the white man is at the bottom of the hiring list because the ACLU doesn't go after companies with too many minorities on their roster. The papers, the media, the labor boards, they don't scrutinize employers for having too many minorities, too many females, too many transgender, too many gay. They don't ever care about, they could have the entire staff, could be all those. The one thing they don't want is a lot of white males. And if you think that that's inaccurate, do a test. Find out for yourself. A lot of people graduating college now are finding that out for themselves. If I wanted to go back to school, that would also be another problem. I am not a minority. Uh-oh, we have a problem. Did you know that about 96% of all presidents of all um, presidents of universities in this country are either female, minority, or both? How is that possible? Am I against it? Well, I'm not necessarily against it. If that's if that each one earned it on their merits and beat out everybody else, sure. However, it seems a little odd that statistic simply based on the population. If this was Puerto Rico, it makes sense, but we're not quite there yet. So how did that happen? How is it that pretty much all of student government is completely run by liberals? How is it that all major donators, all major donations, alumni, feeding, funneling money into these causes, how would I even feel at a university today? I went to school in the late 90s. It was pretty normal. Uh, we didn't even, politics wasn't really even a thing. It was pre-9-11. Um, I, didn't, I didn't care much about politics. I took one poli-sci class, and really it was only about uh, mostly international stuff, uh, you know, problems in the Middle East and all that. 
Um, otherwise, it didn't ever come up. I took regular classes that no one ever, you know, I took English classes that weren't entirely rotating around the concept of white privilege and slavery. Amazingly enough, we actually read classics, you know, books that had real quality. And am I saying that there are no books and no forms of entertainment and nothing out there written by minorities that shouldn't be studied? No, of course not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we shouldn't be exclusively studying that because, wait for it, that's racist. How would I feel on a campus today? I have a few people I know with uh, uh, sons and daughters now who are actually just entering college, and they have specifically said to me that they're petrified, that they have to hide their political leanings if they're right wing. If you are, if you lean in any way, if you support Trump in any way, you cannot speak up. You have to be quiet and you have to be very quiet. And if it slips out, not only will you be shunned, not only will you be mocked, there's a chance that there could be violence. That is the state of things at universities right now. Okay, that is where we're at. That is what's happening. How did they feel? Do you care how they feel? Because that's how they feel. Were you gonna mock them for how they feel? Does it not matter? Are their feelings less worthy? Are they, should we just be ignoring them because somehow magically they have all this other privilege? What privilege, where? It was a struggle enough for them to get in. We're, we've, we're seeing people able to get into high ranking institutions writing essays on slavery and on every other form of so-called oppression and just getting in simply because of their skin color. We have scholarships everywhere for every skin color and religion but white males. If you even suggest that there should be a scholarship for white males, you'll, you'll be lynched, or they want you to be. I go into a downtown area. I see signs that say black-owned business, black lives matter. Proud of all this, support black lives matter. How is any of this not racist? Black-owned business? We can't say a white-owned business? What, what, what is it? Somehow more difficult for black people to start a business? What pile of crap is that? That's not true. That hasn't been true in 40 years. You say anybody can start a business. What are we saying? That less people frequent a black-owned uh, establishment because it's black-owned? Wrong. That's always been wrong. That's been, well, maybe in some podunk town in, I don't know, southern Mississippi, deep south. I don't know. I suppose that's still possible, I guess. Nowhere I know, and I live in a very liberal state. I also know people in very conservative states. No one's ever seen this. No one has ever seen examples of this. I was getting takeout Chinese the other day, and no one's allowed to go into the, the restaurant. So we're all waiting outside like a bunch of goobers with our masks on like idiots. So they call out numbers and they, you know, hand out the bag like it's a hostage transaction. And, um, but I, there were probably a dozen, 12, 14 people out there waiting. And it was every possible <laughs> ethnicity there was. There was, there was black, there was uh, Latino, there was Asian, there was white, there were male, there were female. I'm fairly certain there was a guy who was probably gay. And you know what? It wasn't a problem. We just talked and sort of said, well, this is, you know, it's kind of difficult, makes things hard. Yeah, you know, I've been waiting here for a while and uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's other ways, a better way they could do this and with different ideas and talk and laugh a little. That's all it was. That's all it is everywhere. If you just leave us the hell alone, that's how things go down. That's how it's been going down for decades. 
This manufactured bullcrap that is putting white heterosexual males at the bottom of the pile is getting very, very tiring and completely unnecessary. All you're doing is pushing for a civil war that we don't need and didn't, never had for, again, decades. How do I feel? I feel confused for one thing because I go out about and I see this and I don't see any problems and then I turn on the news and suddenly I'm the devil. And I don't understand. There are, I turn on TV and I see a uh, commercial for a kid's show, most probably for teens. I forget the name of it, but it's this flamboyantly flaming gay guy bouncing around the stage, you know, in full makeup and dress. And, you know, that's the show. He's, he's part of it. And he's like the host or the star, whatever. And I don't find that equal. I find it dysfunctional and I find it sad. And I don't think we should be showing it to children. And I'm sorry, I just don't think that's the way it is. And I can guarantee you that that person is going to be in therapy probably for the rest of their lives. Do you know what percentage, by the way, of people who claim to be gay or transgender or transsexual or bisexual or whatever, whatever twisted thing they think they are, do you know what percentage of them are, are in therapy throughout the course of their lives and go to therapy at least once? Do you know what percentage of them experience anxiety and depression? It's like three times that of straight people. Now, Am I saying you can't be gay? Am I saying you can't be whatever transgender? I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying, A, get it out of my face. I don't, it doesn't need to be in my face. It doesn't need to be everywhere I look. It doesn't need to be in every single TV show, every single movie, every single book, every single play. It doesn't need to be every single uh, entertainment uh, venue on the planet. It doesn't need to be. No, it does not. All that does is make me hate it more. Not, not say, oh, well, gee, that's okay. No, no, it's having the opposite impact. It's not. The percentage of these people who are having all these problems, they're having these problems because they have problems. They're this way because they have mental problems. We have figured this out, have we not? Mental health professionals don't even want to talk about it. They know what the truth is. They just sort of whisper it to somebody. Yes, I have a lot of patients like this. Yes, they're seriously messed up. I suppose the left is going to claim that that's my fault too. That they're just being oppressed, and that's why they're in therapy. That's why they have to take so much medication. That's why they're anxious and depressed, because they're being oppressed. Really? How is that possible? The stars, they could, they, if you're a transgender black dude, right now you can have your own TV show, in the, boom, done, got it. They have every benefit and fringe benefit on the face of the planet. Every single one of them. All I see is that everybody but me has an edge, has a leg up has an advantage in all facets of life. Did you know that on the adoption uh, front, that that's something else they whisper about, that gay couples are far more likely to get a child fa much faster than straight couples. I, have a, I know a, a friend, a straight couple, who has been trying to adopt for years, and uh, the, the, the person who handles their case and has been trying to get them the baby has flat out said to them, that they are prioritizing giving babies to gay couples, men and women. Seriously, they are. They are for, why? Wait for it. Yep, equality. That's right. That's why we're going to put them up the top of the list because somehow that's equal. Notice how this is happening. Notice where this is going. You want to talk about feelings? You want to talk about 
I mean, when I was, uh, you know, years ago, I, I didn't care about any of it. I didn't care who was in what. I didn't care about skin color. I didn't care about, uh, you know, if I was going to watch a movie with black people. I don't care. None of that bothers me. Ever, never did. My best friend, in the, one of my best friends in, in high school and in uh, elementary school is black. And I didn't care. Nobody did. We didn't have this problem. They're creating this problem. And how are they creating this problem? By drilling it down our faces every day, making us feel like dirt. This is not how you fix this. This is, or fix what? Fix, I don't even know. But even if it was a problem, it's not how you fix it. Back then, I didn't have any trouble. Now, you know what's happening? You know what's happening? I'm cycling through things like on Netflix. And honestly, if I see a movie and it's just like all black people, I don't, I'm not even going to read the description. I don't even care. I'm just moving on. You know what? I admit that's racist. I didn't look at the description. It might be a movie I want to see, but because all I see is a bunch of black people, I don't watch it. And I feel bad for doing it because I never was this way. And I don't care. I'm not going to act out against them. I never have. I don't treat them any differently in public. I have friends who are black. It doesn't matter. My, what I mean is if I'm at home alone and I'm just trying to relax, I cannot handle having this stuff jammed in my face every three seconds, and I might just want to get away from it for two seconds, okay? It's in the news. It's in every form of entertainment. I can't get away from it. And every single message is the same, that it's my fault, that I need to feel guilty, that I did something wrong, that I need to, you know, pay homage, that I, there needs to be penance, there needs to be punishment, that I should be behind everyone else when it comes to jobs, when it comes to education, when it comes to anything else, applying for loans, applying for adoption, anything. I should be at the bottom of the rung. I don't know why I should be at the bottom of the ladder. Again, I guess white privilege, although now, isn't it the opposite? You say that you want all this to be equal and yet you're pushing so many of us. I'm not the only one who feels this way. I'm not. I don't even care if the movie or the book or the TV show, I don't care if it has nothing to do with social justice and doesn't have anything to do with racism. I don't even care. If it's just a bunch of minorities, I'm not watching it. I'm not reading it. I'm not, I'm not caring about it. I'm going right past it. Now, my assumption is it probably does have something to do with social justice and racism, especially today. Okay, but it may not be. It might be good. It might be something I, I would enjoy, but I, I just can't. You're killing me here. And I don't want to be this way. But it's turning out this way. And I mean, you know, some of my favorite movies, I mean, one of my favorite movies when I was in college was Glory. It's great. Love that movie. I love certain black actors, like, like Morgan Freeman is one of my favorite actors of all time. I have one of my favorite books when I was in college was uh, Ralph Ellison's The Invisible Man. Uh, Frederick Douglass was an amazing individual. There are so many people to celebrate from all ethnicities, all races, throughout all of history. The answer to that is to celebrate them all based on what they have done, based on merit and merit alone, not the color of their skin, not the religion, none of that. That's what I believe. And if you keep telling me that the opposite is true, that it is the color of somebody's skin, that it is their sexual orientation, that it is the religion that matters more than their ability, then what you're showing me is a broken system, a racist system, a biased system that I don't want any part of. You're pushing me out by force, forcing me to basically be emotional. I want to use my brain. You say don't. Everything you show me is emotional-ridden and 
all about feelings. It has nothing to do with reason and logic and intelligence. And I want to use those things, and you don't want me to. It's reaching the point where if this keeps up, I don't feel, I couldn't possibly feel any more unwelcome in my own country. You think the New York Times is ever going to run anything on that? You think they're going to ever interview a bunch of white people about how they feel during this? Oh, they might. But if, of course, the whole article is going to be about how we're feeling wrong, about how we're, this isn't right, that we shouldn't be feeling this way, that it's actually, they'll, they'll mock us for feeling this way, that we still don't get it, that we're still privileged, that we have no right, no right to feel depressed or anxious or oppressed or marginalized, that we have no right to feel this way. Bear this in mind. The left understand this. The left wants you to feel this way, and they believe that you have no right to feel the way you do. They believe I have no right to feel marginalized and oppressed. They believe this. And this is the problem. If you believe that I have no right to feel this way, if you're telling everybody else on the planet it's okay to feel this way, and all your edicts and all your moves in, in the political sphere are stemming from feelings and emotion as opposed to logic and reason, and yet you're still telling me that I'm not allowed to have my feelings, that my feelings need to be shouted down and ignored, then we have a problem, don't we? Then yes, you're just going to force me out. I don't, I don't want to fight this. I don't want to fight a society where the three pillars of power, which is media, education, and uh, what's, what's the one I'm missing here? Uh, well... Uh, of course, the media is probably the biggest one. Um, but the media education and the political sphere really is the third one. And even though Trump is in the White House, we all know that Democrats are just have so much power. So much power to, and also backed by the media. Right? And when, when it's coming at you on all sides and you feel helpless and hopeless and there's nowhere you can turn, you can't get away, you just want to hide. Leave me the hell alone. I didn't do anything to any of these people and I never have. And I never felt anything against any of these people. If any of those feelings arise in me, it's because you put them there. Leave me alone. We will all get along just fine, like we did before, if you just shut up and stop stoking the fires of a non-existent war. That's my speech for today. Leave me alone, please. Leave us all alone. You think it's not having a negative impact on us, or maybe you don't care. But it is. I see it everywhere. I see it all across social media. I see it in everybody I meet. It's actually in their eyes. They're just, you can tell, they're haggard, and they look chaste. You know, they look like they're being hunted. And, and what comes after that is just defeat. We just give up. And what's going to happen is if that continues, and, you know, Trump loses or whatever, and it just, everything just takes full liberal hold, you're going to see a lot of people leaving. You just are. We're done. You don't want us here. It's clear. You don't want us here. So we'll leave. There are other places to go in the world. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. And this country has fallen so far behind so many other countries in so many major categories now. It's not even going to be that bad. I might even welcome it. I, I'm not against America. I'm not against the... It still has the potential to be the greatest country in the world and is in, a, in so many ways it still is, but we've fallen so far off in terms of infrastructure and education and so many other departments. We're so far behind, shocking how far behind we are when you visit other countries, really is. Uh, a lot of people think parts of this country have become third world-like countries. And oh, by the way, yep, they're all Democrat run. 
But anyway, uh, that, that's it. I hope I didn't bring too many of you down with this. I, I just think I'm saying what a lot of people are thinking, and that's why I wanted to get this out there. So, um, you know, again, don't feel bad about expressing your feelings. Uh, make note of the fact that when you do express your feelings, if you are being shouted at and marginalized and shouted down, that that is wrong. If everyone else is allowed to express your feelings, so are you. Don't forget that. So that's it for today. Uh, thank you for listening. As usual, please share with friends and family if you think they like this uh, little podcast. No ads. It's always free. Uh, I only do one short show a week. Um, and you can find me on iTunes and Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, all those, all the major ones, I guess. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's it for me. And I hope everybody has a, a better week this coming week. And I will... See you again uh, probably next Wednesday. Thank you.